So yeah, good job for you guys. Yeah, give your counselors a big hand. Awesome. Well, listen, guys, this is the last. Let me get emotional. This is the last uh, chapel service uh, for today, and I'm gonna tell you guys, I really enjoyed being here with you guys this weekend. I've enjoyed getting to know a lot of you, and if I hadn't got to know you yet, I'm sorry. Um, just not enough time in the weekend, but. But I'm excited to hear what God's doing. Last night after chapel service, I had an opportunity to talk to many of you who just said, you know what, God uh, is using His Word to change my life. And you know what, that's, that's what I'm here for. I mean, that's why I come this weekend was to, to see God change your life through His Word, not through my Word or anything I've done, but through His Word, His truth. Uh, and so here's the deal, man. I just hope that you guys uh, will take what you've learned this weekend and just keep running with it. Uh, just to kind of wrap up, we talked about we talked about the first session. Does anybody remember what we talked about the first session? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And last night we talked about love your neighbor as yourself. And I challenged you guys with the idea of do something, right? We talked about how, if you guys remember, we talked about how we can say no to things in our lives for so long we can become what to it? numb to it, right? I can say no to things in my life so much that I can just become numb to what God is doing, right? And so here's the deal. The Pharisees, we read last night in that passage of Scripture that the Pharisees had become numb to the needs around them. God, God created His Word and He imparted it into man so that they would live out what His Word says. But the Pharisees weren't doing it, were they? And so he told a story of Lazarus and a rich man. And the rich man, here's the deal. The rich man knew Lazarus, right? He lived outside his gate. He had to come and go. And then when, when Lazarus went to heaven, the rich man looked up and said he saw Lazarus. So he knew who Lazarus was. He had passed Lazarus so much and said no to, 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 to Lazarus' needs that he just become numb to Lazarus. The same way the Pharisees had become numb to the needs around them because they said no to it so often. And the same way that you and I become numb to the needs that God puts around us and we say no to Him for so long that we can become numb. So here's the deal. I challenge you guys with this. When you leave here this weekend, you can go back to your complacent lifestyle. You can go back to living all about yourself. You can do that. I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll even say this. I believe you can go back to living your same old lifestyle as a Christian. But God allow that. But God is saying to us, I want to do some extraordinary things for your life. You know what? I want to create in you a desire to serve me. I want to gift you with the ability. I want to, I want to push you to do great things for my kingdom. And you guys have a choice. You can go back to your old lifestyle, living the way you were, doing the same things, ignoring opportunities that God places in your path. Or you can decide this weekend that my life from this point forward, it's going to be different. And I'm not going to say no to God any longer. I'm going to be the hands and feet of Christ. I'm not going to say no to the needs. Those people he places in my life, those friends I have that I know need the gospel, I'm not going to say no to them for any longer. I'm going to love them. I'm going to, I'm going to, show, I'm going to show them. I'm going to be Christ to them. I'm going to go serve the needy. When my church goes does service projects, I'm going to be a part of that. I'm going to do that because I want to see, I want to be Christ to people I come in contact with. So we talked about last night about do something. And I ended last night with this thought. 
As I said, you guys have a choice to make. You can go back to your old lifestyle or you can choose to be different. But if you choose to be different, it's going to take dying to yourself. And I told you guys that God's wanting all of us to die to ourselves. Um, I'm going to give you guys a word of caution. Um, last night we talked about doing something. And it can, be easy, it can be easy to go back and think that I've got to do, 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 right? That's the natural course. Just like the Pharisees. The Pharisees got hung up in what they could do instead of what they are, who God created them to be. It's going to be easy for you to do, and I'm challenging you guys. Here, here I am. I'm challenging you guys to go back home and do something. But here's the deal. I want you to understand something. Your works, the things you do for God, they're not necessary for salvation. But it is evidence of salvation in your life, all right? I, I come this weekend because God called me to come. I didn't come here this weekend because if I didn't come, I wouldn't have salvation. I came this weekend because of the, ch the, life, the, the, the things that God's done in my life, and I want to tell you about it. It's evidence of the change. It's evidence of salvation in my life. So when the world looks at you, hopefully they will see what you're doing and say that's a young man or a young woman of God who loves God and glorifies Him for it. And so that's what I want to tell you guys this morning. Now I want to let you guys all in a little secret. This is going to sting a little bit, all right? Just embrace yourself. Right? This is going to hurt some of your egos, all right? You ready for this? You ready? I'm going to tell you a secret. Life is not about you. I know, right? That's, you're like, what? Of course it's about me. My mom does what I want. My dad does what I want. My sisters and brothers, I make them do what I want. Um, yeah, you, listen, and it's okay, because here's the deal. Our society, our, your culture teaches you what? It's all about you. It's about your happiness. It's about what you want. It's about what you can get. It's about looking out for number one. Who's number one? Me. That's right. Well, he should be. But the society teaches it's all about me. Let me tell you something. That's not the theme of the Bible. I've got an uncle who all the time, every, just about every time we're around him, I hear him say this phrase. My wife knows what's coming. He says all the time, Man, I love me some me. <laughs> I love me some me. You know what that means? There's nobody in the world I would rather be around. There's nobody in the world I'd rather please than me. I love me some me. And you know what? That's the, that's the mindset of our culture today. I love me some me. I love, it's all about me. But let me tell you something, guys. That is not the theme of the Bible. That's not what God teaches throughout the Bible. And let me tell you something. In order for you, and I don't know if you're there, in order for you to take this theme this weekend, what would Jesus do, do it, in order for that to take place and take root in your life, in order for you to leave here this weekend and put that into play, you know what it's going to require? It's going to require putting you to death. It's going to require you saying no to yourself, no to your wants, no to your desires. Because let me tell you something, when you open up God's Word, and you see what God's Word says, it's all, it's, it's all about God. It's about His glory and His fame and His honor, not yours, not your complacency, not your comfortability. It's about God's. Let me tell you something, guys. Li being a Christian and living the Christian lifestyle is not easy. If anyone's ever told you, hey, being a Christian is easy, they're lying. Being a Christian's not easy. It's difficult. 
But let me tell you something. God gives us the strength and the ability and the power and everything we need to overcome this world. There's nothing this world can throw at us that God can't not help us get through. And God wants to do that. But let me tell you something, guys. It's not going to be easy. If your intention is to leave here this weekend and put all that you've learned into action, it's going to require you dying to yourself. Let me tell you one more thing. I don't want you to ever look at God's Word. As I said, as you open it, you're going to see time and time and time again God asking you to, to do something. And it would be easy to look at the Gospel and say, all the Gospel, all the Bible is about is about change, change, change. I've got to change this. I've got to change that. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. That's not what the Bible says. You know what the theme of the Bible is? Die to yourself. That's it. Just die to yourself. If you look throughout Scripture, the message of the gospel over and over and over again is die to self. Now, I want you to listen to me. The fuel, a car needs fuel to run, right? The fuel that's going to power you and I to do what God's called us to do is dying to self. That's what it's going to require is dying to yourself. Let me tell you a few scripts, let me tell you a few verses. What does it look like? What does it mean to die to oneself? Here's what I want everybody to do for a second, okay? I want everybody to stand up real quick. Everybody stand up. Everybody just kind of stretch. Yawn. Whatever you need to do. Yeah. Jump up and down. Hit your hit the person beside you. I'm just kidding. Love your neighbor. The test. You all failed. Not everybody. Alright, everybody good? Is everybody good? All right, everybody have a seat. As I was looking around, some of you going. All right, we might do that again, but here we go. Let's jump in. What does it mean? Listen, guys, take notes. Write this stuff down because you're going to want to remember it. What does it mean to die to self? Galatians 2.20. Write down that scripture. Galatians 2.20. Can anybody quote it? Anybody? Go ahead. Perfect. You guys give him a big hand. Good job. Yeah. This is Paul. And Paul says this. Now I want you to, this to be your anthem. I want this to be your heart's cry. I've been crucified with Christ. You know what crucified means? Put to death. I've been put to death with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. In the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Paul said this. Look, look, guys. Paul said, as I stand before you, the man you see, I am not Thomas. I've put Thomas to death. And the man that stands before you is Christ. I, because I allow Christ to live in me. Now listen, guys. That's a decision I have to make every moment of the day. It doesn't come natural, and it's not easy. But just like Paul said, and just like I want to say, be able to say, the man that stands before you is not me. I want to live in such a way that Thomas has no rule and no reign in this body. I want to be so intimate with God. I want to be so in tune with what he's doing in this world that the man that stands before you, you see, is Jesus Christ in flesh. That's what Paul's saying here. So what does it mean to die to self? It means to literally put you to death. Your desires, your passions, your will, your wants, your flesh, everything, put it to death. What else does it mean? 
Luke 9.23. Does anybody know that verse? Luke 9.23. I'll start off and see if anybody knows it. Maybe you know the, the verse. And he said uh, to all, If anyone comes after me, does anybody know it? Let him, take it? let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You know, you know it now, right? Yeah, I know it. <laughs> all right. Luke 9.23, write that passage down. Read it again. And he said to all, If anyone comes after me, what does that mean, guys? If Jesus is saying, if anyone comes after me, what is it saying? Does anybody know? If anyone's going to follow me, if anyone's going to call themselves a disciple of mine, let me take it a step further. If anyone is going to call themselves a Christian, right? Because that's what, what does Christian mean? Christ-like. If anyone's going to call themselves a Christian, let them, what? Deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Listen to me. Here's what that word takes up the cross. You ever wonder what that means? Does it mean literally to go find a cross and pick it up and carry it all day long? Is that what it means? No. Here's what it means. The, the, the cross, I read this this morning, the cross is symbolic of a physical death, right? Jesus died on the cross. The cross is symbolic of physically dying. And so Jesus said, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, you take up that symbol, which means I'm going to physically die. But you know what else this means? It also means that the cross to Jesus, when Jesus looked at the cross, not only did it mean a physical death, you know what else it represented? It represented agony and pain and anguish and hurt. That's what it represented to Christ. When he looked at the cross, that's what it represented. You know why? Because it's the, You know why he says that here? Because, listen, for you to die to yourself, you know what it's going you know to mean? It's going to mean pain and anguish, and hurt, and heartache. You know why? Because you're going to have to die to yourself. I can tell you, my flesh wants nothing more than to please myself. I want to please myself. And when I die to myself, it hurts. It hurts. I can tell you that there's times I go in the kitchen, and Samantha's made a great dessert, and I look at it, and I say, boy, I'd like to eat half of that. But you know what? I know I can't. And literally within me, it hurts. That's what, that's what Luke's saying here. He's saying, listen, if you're going to follow me, take up your cross. That cross represents agony and pain and suffering because dying to yourself is going to hurt. But that's what he says. That's what Jesus said. If you're going to call yourself a Christian, if you're going to call yourself my disciple, die to yourself. Here's another verse, Romans 12.1. Romans 12, it's the last verse I'm going to tell you, and then we'll go on. Last verse. It says, it says this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a what? Living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Here's the deal. Again, Paul is saying this, I beg you. That's what he's saying, I beg you. Students, listen to me. Everybody look at me. I beg you, I beg you with everything that's in me, I beg you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That's not easy. What I'm asking you to do, what Paul's asking you to do, what Jesus is asking you to do, you guys are here this weekend saying, Jesus, what would you do? Jesus is saying what I'm asking you to do is be a living sacrifice. What does that mean? 
What does it mean to be a living sacrifice? It means this, again, I'm going to put Thomas to death. I'm, 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 I'm physically alive. I'm, I'm living before you. But as long as I'm living in this flesh, I'm going to put Thomas to death. So that when you see Thomas, you won't see me, you'll see Christ in me. This life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He's saying, look, be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That, you want to please God? This morning you guys got up and we, we, we praised God up here with, with music. And you know what? I enjoy that. I enjoy worshiping God in music. I do. But Paul says if you want to worship God, you really want to worship God, you want to give him the thanks he deserves, be a living sacrifice. Live holy and pleasing to God. That is your act of worship towards God. Listen, there's no, there's no greater way to worship God than to present your bodies, your physical lives, your spiritual lives to God and say, you know what, I'm going to put myself to death and I'm going to live for you. That worships God. That honors God. And listen, guys, I know those three verses are hard. But time and time and time again, you see God saying, as a Christian, my desire for you is to put yourself to death. And it's difficult. It is so, so hard. You guys ever watched the movie Facing the Giants? Yeah? Well, there's a scene in the movie Facing the Giants. It's called... Uh, the death crawl scene. And what happens is the coach has a team out there. And he said, I want you guys to push yourself beyond what you're capable of. And so here's what I want somebody to do. I want someone to put somebody on their back, and I want you to crawl. How far do you think you make it? One of the guys says, I can probably make it 20 yards. And the coach says, I want you to make it 50. And the guy's like, I don't know if I can do that. You know what he's saying? I don't know that I can physically do that. Here's what happens. Watch this scene from the movie.
That's, to me, he, he, listen, here's the deal, guys. Jesus is asking us to put ourselves to death, and it's not easy. Every day, every moment of the day, you have to deny yourself. That, the kid wanted to, deny, he wanted to give up. He wanted to, his body, his body was, physically, he was physically done. But he had to deny the very thing that he wanted to do, which was to give up and stop going. Stop going. But here's the deal. I feel like that, that's the picture of what Luke is saying. Right? I mean, what Paul is saying here in Romans. I, I mean, Luke. It's what Luke said in Luke. He said to, to all, if anyone comes after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Again, that cross represents pain and agony and hurt and, and all of that. And Jesus is saying, I implore you, I beg you guys, deny yourself, take up that cross, take up what's hard, take up what's difficult, and follow me. And I can't help but to think Jesus is on the side, or Jesus is right there in my ear saying, keep going, don't give up. Find, dig, dig deep. You, you said you were going to give me all. When you accepted me in your heart, when you asked me to be your Savior, you said you were going to give me everything of you. You were going to be devoted to me. And I'm, I'm pushing you. I'm telling you, don't give up. Do what's difficult. Put yourself to death. That's what Jesus is saying to us. Look, throughout the Bible, if you read the Bible over and over and over again, no matter what page you turn to, there's a constant struggle where God is asking humans to die themselves. Look at Adam and Eve. What was their struggle? What did they have to die themselves? They wanted to eat the fruit, right? That was a struggle. And, and God's saying, die to yourself. Don't give in to that. The Israelites, when, Jesus, when God told them to go in and take the promised land, they said, you know what? The giants are too big. It's too difficult. God's saying, look, deny yourself. Go and do what I ask you to do. When God told Jonah to go to, to Nineveh, to the Syrians, and minister to the Syrians, he said, I don't want to do that. Those, have you heard about those people? They're terrible people. And God said, Jonah, deny yourself. Go to minister to them. The disciples, when Jesus found the disciples, they were, they were doing their thing. They were fishermen. Some were tax collectors. They were many different things. And Jesus said, you know what I want you to do? I want you to deny yourselves and follow me. Jesus Christ himself, the night before he died on the cross, you know what? He's in the garden, and he's praying to God, and what does he say? Being fully man, God, Jesus says this, God, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. Jesus himself, as a human being, saying, I'm going to deny my will. It's my will, my fleshly will, that this cup pass from me, that I don't have to go through what I'm going to go through. But God, not my will, but your will be done. That's what God's asking you and I to do, to look at our lives and say, you know what, not my will, God, but yours be done. Guys, look, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be so hard this, for you guys when you leave here this weekend to go back home to whatever life that you guys have. And I said the first night, if you don't remember, I know that you guys carry so much hurt and so much burden. I know that you're abused, you're neglected by life, by friends, by family. I know that, that some of you have dependency on alcohol and drugs and, and whatever else. And it's going to be difficult. It always is difficult to leave camp, leave what's comfortable. You're, you're surrounded by people that are encouraging you, a counselor that's, that's helping you, a schedule that says, hey, get up and go do your God night time or, or quiet time. It's going to be difficult because you're not going to have that when you get home. But God's saying this. You want, if you really want to know what I would do, I want you to love me with everything you, you have. 
everything you are. Love me. Love your neighbor as, your, as yourself. Serve the world. Do something for my kingdom. And finally, the glue that holds all of that together, you must die to yourself. You must put yourself to death in order that I may live through you. Guys, let me pray for you. God, we love you. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity you've given us to be here this morning, to hear your word, to hear your truth this weekend. And God, I pray that these students, Father God, their lives will be changed. Not for, for my glory, even for theirs, but for yours. God, it is not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. But God, I pray that you, just like that coach was in, in, in Brock's ear, cheering him on and encouraging him to keep going, you would encourage them to put themselves to death, die to self. God, I thank you for this time together this weekend and ask, God, that you would bless these students. And Father God, I pray finally that if anyone in this room, Father God, doesn't know you, we talked about the first night, love God. You have to first get there. I pray that before they leave here this weekend, God, they would settle that. They wouldn't leave this camp this weekend without finding a counselor, finding a camp staff, or even finding me, Father God, and allow us the opportunity to share with them what it means to be a Christian. Lord, we love you and thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.